This podcast is brought to you by Payset, a culture catalyst. We are the set of shared attitudes, values, goals, and practices that categorizes prosperity for all people. Our mission is to empower individuals to engage unity. You are now locked in to Tempo with Chris Thomas. We discuss everything self-development for the purpose of creating momentum in a person's life. Tempo EMP, also known as Tempo Empowerment, is an extension to Tempo with Chris Thomas in such a way that the core of the segment is to engage our listeners through biblical principle insights for the everyday human being to live empowered. Let me take a moment and tell you about this cool supplement brand called Phoenix. Not the way you think it's spelled. When we give you the abbreviation FNX, FNX is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provides focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come now to get 15 percent off of your purchase enter the code tempo t-e-m-p-o and don't forget to visit fnxfit.com this is tempo emp i am your co-host chris thomas i'm here with my lovely wife raya thomas say hi to the people Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> so we're, we're ongoing our um, topic of discussion, which is the art of drifting. We're in part three and I wanted to move into worship. However, uh, something came up and I wanted to uh, take this time to clarify or to reorganize the information that's being presented because I don't want to lose anyone. I don't want to misguide anyone. I want people to know the intention behind uh, what we are saying and what we are exercising. Um, I received a text message, right? Mm -hmm. And I shared this with you already, but you know, I want to share it to the people and not to uh, embarrass or try to cause any harm. um, But I want to, you know, reveal it to you all. And not only that, I want to reveal our messaging, right? We we always talk about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of, of God, but that is our very existence while we are here, right? So uh, before we get started, let me find this text message I received. Um, and the message is actually from uh, my mother. I received it on September 27th um, at 10.53 p.m. And I was, uh, you know, kind of perplexed right so but the text message reads as this tread softly with your audience ostracizing is not necessarily necessary in regard to your message especially within the divinities so i want to define first what ostracizing means i want to do that first 
Ostracizing means to exclude someone from a group, right? It also can mean to avoid someone intentionally mm-hmm. or to prevent them from taking part in something. I was perplexed because I didn't understand really what she meant by the message. Right. Um, because my messaging, um, our messaging has been always dedicated and exercised in a way that propels the message of Jesus. Right. And that's it. Um, Unifying the body. The body mm-hmm. has always been that. Mm-hmm. Um, not to toot any horns or anything, but, you know, and that, that message caused me to reevaluate me, right? I'm like, wow, my mom feels as though that, you know, I need to tread lightly because I'm ostracizing in my messaging. My life has never been a demonstration that has ostracized anyone. So that was one of the perplexities that, you know, got me to this point of saying, let's have a moment of clarity. Let's define the bounds of this. Now, if I am in error in any way, people that know me personally and intimately have known me to be inclusive as far as, you know, wanting to motivate everyone, keep everyone on the same page, rock as a team, move as a team, prosper as a team in, in, in every way. So I was really perplexed by my mother sending that message out to me. Um, but I want to turn everyone's attention to Mark 1 because I want to give you the messaging behind who we are, what we are, and what we do. Right. Uh, Mark 1 starts and talks about basically the foundation and the, principle, and the principle idea of why Jesus has come, right? Verse 1 says, the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God as it was written in Isaiah, the prophet. Now, that's important. Why? Because we're drawing the correlation to the Old Testament to give grounds on why Jesus is coming. The foundation. Exactly. So I want to paint this picture of Jesus for a second. I want to use John the Baptist, right? So we get into Mark 1 and verse 4, and we're, we're introduced to John the Baptist. And John the Baptist is preaching about baptism. He's preaching about repentance. He's preaching about forgiveness of sins, right? So that's John's messaging, right? And he says this. This is very important in verse 7. If you have your Bible, please turn to Mark 1, chapter 7. He says, after me comes one more powerful than I. And he gives an example. He says, the straps of his sandals, I'm not worthy to bow down and untie them. Now, John the Baptist is talking about baptism. He says, I will baptize you in verse eight, baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Baptize means, and it's, it's very important to understand what words are identified as. Baptism means he has come to change, baptize me narrative, I'm sorry. So in essence, Jesus has come to change the narrative, to administer the narrative, to introduce the narrative, to instruct the narrative that we are to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. Right. So now in Mark 1, you go, we go to verse 10. Jesus is introduced as John baptizing him, Jesus coming out of the water. Jesus said he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. 
Now, we all seen the pictures out there. They got the dove in the picture. Jesus said he saw. <laughs> and we got these pictures out there with the bird coming down and, you know, and, and the sunlight coming through heaven. Jesus said he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending like a dove. So it wasn't a dove. It wasn't a bird. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> but we focus on the bird and not focus on the message. Right. But we get to that another day. Now, in that moment, a voice came from heaven and said, you are my son whom I love with, who I love with you. I am well pleased, right? Now, we find Jesus in verse 13. He is in the wilderness. He is being tempted. He is being tested by the prince of the air, which is Satan, right? Satan has, has that, that administrative control of the air, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus now finds himself in an exchange with him, right? It's important here that you will hear this phrase and you will think it's not important, but it is important. And it says he was with the wild animals and the angels attended him. Now, for my people who understand the Bible and who study the Bible to show themselves approved, right? You understand that Adam has lost dominion in the earth. Right. Adam's whole responsibility was to exercise the kingdom of God in the earth, right? So let's give an example of that. He has to name the animals, and whatever name he gives the animals, the animals are fall. They have to fall under that subjection. Now, we fast forward, we get to Jesus, who was the second Adam, and Jesus is coming to give us back what, what we once lost, right? So that's why it's important here that the angels had to attend him while he was in the wilderness. Why? Because the order of which how the kingdom of God is supposed to have been exercised is out of order. It's out of order because of one man's sin. Of one man's sin, right? right? Mm -hmm. Now, from this, Jesus comes out of the, uh, the wilderness and he comes into the city and he's proclaiming the good news of God. Verse 15, he says, the time has come. He said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. The question you should ask right here is, what is the good news? Mm -hmm. He says, the kingdom of God right. has come. Mm -hmm. That's the good news. That's the good news. That's the gospel. Right. Healing is not the gospel. Right. Deliverance is not the gospel. Right. All the things that Prosperity we do. Prosperity preaching. It's not the gospel. Right. The gospel <laughs> is the kingdom of God has come. It is near. It has arrived. Right. It's because near. why? He is in his fulfillment, in his fulfillment, I'm sorry, to pursue and to show us what we are to do. Mm -hmm. Boom. I'm painting the picture for y'all because I want you to understand what we mean when we say, I am not a Christian. I am a believer of the kingdom of God. Now, the issue that we're having in today's society mm -hmm. is we believe the institution of Christianity and we believe it to the point we do not view the kingdom of God as an actual rulership. Right. Mm -hmm. So. We fall to the order of service, church services. We fall to the order of the pastor, the deacon, the board, and we fall to those concepts. Mm -hmm. And we don't view what Jesus has said to be our, our um, rulership of our government on how we are to function. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's an issue that we're having. So when you hear, I am a believer of the kingdom of God, I'm going to stand true to the word of God. You may not understand it because you have been brought up in a way to believe in the institution 
of Christianity. I want to jump to John 18 to paint that picture for you. We all know that the Jewish leaders have brought Jesus to see Pilate. And Pilate asked a very, very, very good question. He said, what charges are you bringing against this man? Right? And they say, if he were not a criminal, they replied, we would not have handed him over to you. Pilate said, take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. Wouldn't that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't judge him by your own law because the law that you say you follow comes from God. Right. Right. And it's against their law to kill him. Come on. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Come on, Rabbi. You teach you. I start teaching it a bit. <laughs> right. So the same law we say that, that, that we confess right to, and we exercise, we can't find fault in what Jesus has done right. or what he has said. Right. So how can we then now subscribe to the institution of Christianity and not subscribe to what he has said and what he has done? That's just a question for you out there. Now, I want to stay here with the, the, in, the uh, exchange between Pilate and Jesus because it says, but the people, the Jewish leader says, but we have no right to execute anyone. Right? They told on themselves. Mm -hmm. So Pilate looks and he says, you know what? Because he, he stepped outside of the festival, the Passover festival. We get to that. That's another conversation for another day. He steps outside and he says, Jesus, you, you come in with me. And he asks him, he says, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said that. He said, is that your own idea? Jesus asked. He said, or did others talk to you about me? Right? He said, am I a Jew? Pilate replied. Your own people, your chief priest handed you over to me. What is it that you have done? Right? Jesus replies in 36. This is John 18, verse 36. He says, my kingdom is not of this world. Right? I want you to circle the word world because it actually means system. He's never saying go into the, to the world as far as the earth. Why? Because God owns the earth. I don't have to go out into the earth. God created the earth. So he's talking about going out into the systems. My kingdom is not of this system. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest, right? He said, but now my kingdom is from another place. So to go back to the word my mother used, ostracize, is that not ostracizing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's ostracizing. That's separating a group or that's separating an ideology, that's separating belief, that's separating. We're not here to function under Roman government. Right. There's a true distinction. Right. Jesus is very definitive in what he's saying and what he is established. Clear, clear. Pilate says this, you are a king. Mm -hmm. You are. Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world, which is the system, is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth, Jesus says, listens to me. Mm -hmm. When I declare, when I proclaim the kingdom of God, that is, I stand on the side of truth. Right. Because I listen to Jesus. Right. So, verse 38, what is truth, Pilate said. Now, Pilate Gained that information from Jesus, he went out again to the Jews and gathered them there and said, I find no basis for a charge against him. But it is your custom for me 
to release to you one prisoner at a time of the Passover. That's like a presidential pardon, mm -hmm. right? Lil Wayne got pardoned from Donald Trump mm -hmm. of his charges. Mm -hmm. So basically, the government, the Roman rule, the Roman government, because Pilate represents them, he's the governor of that area, he says, I can't charge him with anything. I'm going to release him to you. Now, here's where it gets a little sticky. It gets sticky right here. They shouted back to him, no, not him. Give us Barabbas. Now, Barabbas people, he had took part in an uprising against the, the Roman government. And they rather, in this moment, they said, I'd rather lean toward rebellion. I'd rather reside with rebellion than to take the very person that has come to to fulfill the law that I believe in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That speaks volumes to me. And when I, and when I started to begin to understand that everything made more sense to me, our leaders, the people that we supposed to believe in, that's supposed to help us lead us and guide us are the very ones that said, I will lean toward the rebellious acts against the law in order for me not to follow the one that has come to fulfill the law. Is that ostracizing? So the leaders are creating division. Absolutely. Religion is creating division. Absolutely. So let me give you major key on that. Major, major key. And that can be seen in first Corinthians as well. Um, to tie into what you're talking about as far as establishing Jesus Christ coming to establish the kingdom. Let me just read this. First Corinthians chapter one, starting at verse 10. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment, verse 11, for it hath been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Verse 12. Now this I say that every one of you saith, I am of Paul and I am of Apollos and I am of Cephas. And I am of Christ. Hmm. Verse 13, is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were ye baptized in the name of Paul? Verse 14, I thank God that I baptized none of you. <laughs> That's oh, funny, right? That's a major key. That's a major key. So Paul is, in the scripture, Paul is addressing the church of Corinth. And he received word that there was intense quarreling, right? They weren't just, it wasn't just a disagreement. It was quarreling. And if you understand the sentiment behind quarreling, there's, there's a lot of disdain, right? There's, there's a lot of anger. Mm -hmm. there's, there's, there's a lot of negativity around it. It's not just a disagreement, but there was quarreling. And the people of Corinth who said that they believed in Christ were not united, right? Yeah. They said they believe in Christ. 
How can you believe in Christ if you're not united? This group mm-hmm. of people were not united. In fact, they were divided and even scattered. Yeah. The division occurred as they began to align themselves with individuals. Right. So let's look at this. It says, now I say, now this I say that every one of you say it. This is verse 12. I am of Paul. Right. Let's put it in today's terms. You know how I do. I like to make things practical. Right. So how can we make it practical in today's terms? Just like they said in Corinth, I am of Paul. That's like saying I am a a Catholic. Right. So in today's terms, it's aligning with leaders, Mm -hmm. aligning with pastors, Mm -hmm. aligning with denominations Mm -hmm. and aligning with teachers rather than Christ. Mm-hmm. Who is our king? Yes. The one who came and taught one message. That's right. One king. Yeah. One kingdom. Mm-hmm. The kingdom of God. And we're all one body. Mm-hmm. So Paul says, as he's sitting here and he's learning of what's going on in the house of Chloe, he begins to decipher the quarreling. And he explains how delusional they sound. And as I'm reading this, I like to read the word and the word becomes, it becomes real to me. As I'm reading it, I don't want to say it's like a story because it's not fictional, right? It's, it's true, right? It, it has happened and it's a roadmap for us. But as I'm reading it, I'm envisioning it. And like it's playing out literally in my mind. And I thank God for being able to have that revelation and that understanding and for yeah. the word to play out in my mind like this now because it never did before. Before I would read and I couldn't understand, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I I challenge you guys to, as you begin to read your word, ask God to allow it to play out in your mind and it becomes crystal clear. So as I'm reading this, it's playing out in in my mind and it's almost as as if I can can visualize the encounter, right? So I'm envisioning what's happening. Paul begins in my mind to kind of mock how they sound, right? And Paul is like, some of you say, I follow Paul. So I can hear people saying, I'm a Baptist. Uh I go to such and such Baptist church, right? And then another one says, I follow Apollos. And Paul is like, that's like you saying, I'm a Protestant. You know, and then some say that I follow Cephas. That's like saying, I'm a Catholic, apostolic, seven-day Adventist, Jehovah Witness. Now, here I go going down the whole line because I don't want anyone to feel ostracized as I go down all of these denominations. But we're supposed to be one body say it and then another says i follow christ Hmm. that's the only one Mm -hmm. the true one the one king one kingdom one body they say i follow christ so then paul is he's looking at them and he's like well paul is saying as he's deciphering this quarreling that's transpiring has christ been divided you know, the quarreling and the inevitable division has Paul addressing them in grave disdain. Yeah. And in contrary, he's also delighted that he hasn't baptized any of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paul is like, you know what? I'm so glad you can't say <laughs> that you came in my name. Yeah. You know, because Paul is not one that wants to be exalted above the king. Paul understands his mission. His mission was to speak of the king, not to be exalted above. So don't say I come in this name or I'm a part of this religion or I'm a part of this denomination. One king, one kingdom, one body. Can we give a moment of silence for that? (laughs) 
One king, one kingdom, one body. One body. Mm-hmm. And this isn't the only scripture that perpetuates that truth, right? This is fact. One king, one kingdom, one body. Mm-hmm. This was even addressed in the book of Acts. You can just look in Acts chapter one when you get a chance. I'm not going to go over the exact verse, but I will, you know, summarize it. This was when Paul was traveling through Ephesus and he asked some of the followers if they received the Holy Spirit. And here the people responded by saying, I was baptized by John. Come on. <laughs> here we go. Here uh-huh. we go. You know, we're baptized by John. And Paul is like baptized by John. And Paul begins to explain what the baptism of John really was, what the baptism of John really meant, what the baptism of John, what it was preached. Here we are. We're so wrapped up in who baptized us, but Mm -hmm. we're not really looking and falling under subjection to the one who sent him. So Paul said, believe the one who comes after him. How about that? Yeah. How about that? You're talking about I'm baptized by John, but believe the one who comes after him. Who was the one that was coming after John? It was Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. right? So Paul then touched them and anointed them and said, you know, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Because all of this, you baptized by John, Apollos, and Cephas, and all of this, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't only spoken of in Corinthians, but also in Acts. So it seems as though that this is an issue within the body that we don't understand the one Mm -hmm. who came for us to establish his kingdom, right? We're so caught up in everything else and it's creating division. This Mm -hmm. behavior or this mindset can be summarized in my opinion, in one word, sectarianism. Yeah. Sectarianism as written in Webster is excessive attachment to a particular sect or party, especially in religion, it's a sin. It's a sin. Oh, 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 hold up, hold up. Major key, major key. Sectarianism. Sectarianism. Is basically sin. Sin. And the wages of sin. Are death. Are death. That's it. That's right. Established by the kingdom. Established by the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Not by Chris. No. Not by Rhea. Not at all. Established by the kingdom of God. Exactly. Baptized. Mm-hmm. Change the narrative of what you thought. Mm-hmm. Administer the instruction. Mm-hmm. Administer the the ongoing process of the kingdom of God. Right. Okay, go ahead, Rabbi. You teach. <laughs> so surely this is the mindset of many today. Just take a step back and look and observe. It's so sad, but it, this is what many subscribe to. Individuals have subscribed and become loyal to a sector and are now perpetuating and forging division within the single body that Christ came and established. We can figure, we accept, and we align our beliefs to a personality, a lifestyle, authority, Mm -hmm. race, gender, and subsequent comfort created by man, which ultimately pushes many away from what has been established and will be obtained. What is that that I'm talking about? It's the kingdom. The kingdom has been established and will be ultimately obtained when Christ returns. But as we subscribe to sectarianism, we're forging division in the body. Mm. That's ostracizing. Sizing with capital letters. That is ostracizing. 
All caps. So many religions, denominations, traditions, and customs have been created by man for the sake of what? Propelling a personal view or advantage. Nothing more. Nothing more. This behavior is a perversion of the truth, which Christ has established. The perversion is the disregard for what Christ has established and in, in esteeming themselves above the king for personal gain. In religion, sectarianism denotes a loyalty or the act of professing you are loyal, connected, tied to, or entangled with a particular or religious sect. Say, say, say that again. Say it again. So in religion, yeah. sectarianism, it denotes a loyalty yes. or the act of professing that you are loyal, that you're connected to, that you're tied to, that you're entangled with, or you're part of a particular religious sect. Religion has cultivated division within the single body, which was established by Christ. And furthermore, within religions, we now have denominations. Denominations are analogous of division. Prime example, Catholics are Christians, but not all Christians are Catholics. Can we can, can, can we get a moment of silence for that too? Crazy. Just think about that. Mm-hmm. Catholics are Christians. Yeah. But not all Christians are Catholics. This is foolish. Mm-hmm. You are or you're not. And this is where the confusion and the division comes in because we try to implement man-made systems. Yeah. This is why you and I. You and I, we emphatically profess we are not Christians. Mm -hmm. We're not tied to or entangled with any religious group or sector or denomination. Why? Because Christ did not come to establish a religion which promotes confusion, double mindedness or division. He came to establish one kingdom. He came as one king. Mm -hmm. He came to fortify one body. So we have to open our eyes and and people, it's not that deep. We have to see that this is a scheme or even a ploy that allows the world to infiltrate the minds of believers, causing many to subscribe to the half-witted man-made religions or denominations, which ultimately curates subservient mentality to a Mm. false system. We become servants of a false system, servants of religion, servants of denominations, and it's not even what our king has come to establish. Listen to this one statistic. According to the Center for Study of Global Christianity, Mm -hmm. there are more than 200 Christian denominations in the U.S. 200 denominations. Mm -hmm. How many bodies? One. (laughs) 200 Christian denominations. One body. In the U.S. alone. And 45,000 globally. We are supposed to be one body. So it's irrational to think or believe that this is representative of one king, one kingdom, one body. Major key. Major key. So it just it just blows my mind that, you know, one could think that yeah. we are attempting to ostracize 
when those who don't believe in the message of our king are ostracizing themselves. We come to unify the body. We come to give clarity on what the message is. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ came and he spoke and taught one message. And that message is the kingdom of God. In Ephesians 4, it says there is one body, one spirit, just as you were called to one home, you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Mm-hmm. That's not ostracizing. In fact, that's unifying us all under one body, one Christ, one king, yeah. one kingdom. Come on. So that's why if we can, if you look at or if you heard Romans 12, the, the, the second verse, Paul says, do not conform to the patterns of this world. Mm-hmm. Circle the word world. It means system. So let's read it again. Do not conform to the pattern of this system, Mm -hmm. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it all together one more time so we can get maximum clarity. Do not conform to the patterns of this system, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He goes on and say, then you will be able to test. Mm. You will be able to now approve mm-hmm. what God's will is. Right. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Mm-hmm. So this means we have to unlearn. Yeah. Learn again. Mm-hmm. And then continue to relearn because we hold so tight to the institution of Christianity. Right. I like that. I like that because that scripture right there, it, it, it kind of brings this thought up to me. False religions manipulate the truth, causing followers to ultimately focus, believe and worship created things. Yeah. Rather than the creator. Come on. So I just wanted to drop that in there. I like that scripture. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Cause we got to transform. Don't conform. It's easy to conform. Easy. It's easy yeah. for us to follow the world. It's difficult to transform because transforming creates a separation. Yeah. Transforming. You have to walk in righteousness. Yeah. Transforming. It goes back to that. What we discussed last week about mm-hmm. having the liberty and the freedom. Yeah. You have liberty and you have freedom, but there's some restraint to that. Yeah. And that is what is required when we transform rather than conform. The premise of discipleship is to have a discipline. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like we, we say we're, we're followers of Christ. We are these things, but we don't have the self-restraint mm-hmm. to sustain what we say we believe. Right. 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 So then we, people say, well, faith come by hearing, hearing the word of God. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. But it matters who you hearing from. Oh, for sure. It matters who you're hearing from, right? Oh, yes. The year's wasted. Yes. So, Mm -hmm. oh, man, we could go down a list, right? Right. So, you know, we've come to conform Mm -hmm. and to believe the institution of Christianity. And I say the word institution of Christianity. I read this book by Bill Johnston back in 2009. Uh, Pastor Harry Jones gave it to me. And we have to look at, if we're talking about the adversary, he's the prince of the air. and He has created the manipulative institutions of this system. So Christianity was formed as an institution to control a population of people because Jesus never came and said, 
become Christians. Mm -hmm. In fact, the word Christian is only uh, mentioned in the Bible three times. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Jesus only said it. He didn't say it at all, but the disciples have said it, right? And then one of those was in a derogatory manner. Says, whoa. Yeah. To you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the word whoa in Hebrew means damn. Right, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, let's be real. Let's uh -huh. be real about yeah. it. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? It was a bad word, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I have always took that stance. We have always took that stance. And I remember early on in the confused state, you know, mm -hmm. you wonder why you're frustrated. You wonder, you wonder why that you're not coming to the full understanding of what the Bible says. I know people who've been in the Bible who say they've been in the word and been with Jesus for 80 years, 60 years, 50 years, 40 years, 30, 20, 10, and still do not have an understanding of what God will is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they fell under the concept and the pretense of the institution of Christianity. Right. Right. We focus more on the hierarchy, the positions. Mm -hmm. I wrote a blog back in 2016. I pulled it up and I had reposted it on social media because it, it, I was declaring this and I had an understanding of it and I never could understand why we were so wrapped up in this person doing this. I remember the, uh, Pastor Middleton to say, say to me, I'm going to get you on a circuit and we get on the circuit, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then you got to dress like this and you got to talk like this and you got to say it like this. He was putting you on the marketplace. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> the institution of Christianity. Right. 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 But at that moment, I wasn't following Christ. Mm -hmm. I was following Pastor Middleton. Right. I was following Pastor Jones. Mm -hmm. I was following Pastor Malloy. Right. I wasn't following what the kingdom of God represents. And that represents one king, one kingdom, one body. Mm-hmm. Then when I started really asking the questions to say, that don't line up, Pastor. What does, you know, this mean this and this rebellious. mean that. Now you're rebellious. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Now you, you are, you are, you are, the devil wants you now. Now you're following the devil. Right. Right. And, and you know, I found myself frustrated and upset and like, man, so not conformed again. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Because why? That was the will of men, not the will of God. Right. And that conforming cost us something. Cost us everything. Yeah. Cost us life. Mm -hmm. Cost us liberty. Mm -hmm. Liberty mm -hmm. in the pursuit of happiness, as they say in America. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, but that is the essence of what our messaging is. Mm -hmm. Is going against that institution of Christianity. Mm -hmm. And what I've come to understand and what I've come to know is that people, rather, as you said earlier, to conform because that's easy. It's easy. It's comfortable. Mm -hmm. It's, they don't have to start over again. No one wants to be challenged. That's the key. Mm -hmm. That's the key. Mm -hmm. So we wonder why families are failing. Right. We wonder why society is not coming to the fullness. It's because we're not willing to be challenged. Right. Jesus never came with a message that accommodated everybody. Right. Oh, I don't feel like it today, Lord. Because it already said that about the kingdom. Come on. You know, the difficulty in it. Yeah. It's a mystery. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of complexities within it. Right. But if you don't have the diligence or discipline, as you explained, mm -hmm. to go after the kingdom, to seek the kingdom, you won't know. It's a mystery to those who choose not to be diligent not to seek and it. seeking mm -hmm. the kingdom. Major key. So I know you were talking about how you have to renew your mind. And in that it made me think of Nicodemus. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. We, I'm laughing, right? Because the yeah. story is playing out in my mind. It yeah. may not be for you, but it's funny to me because it's playing <laughs> out in my mind. And right, right. Nicodemus, we can go and in your own time, read John chapter three. Mm -hmm. And just to give a little 
history. Nicodemus, he's a Pharisee. And what's a Pharisee? A religious, a religious leader, leader, right? So Nicodemus was a Pharisee and he was a religious leader. And remember, this is in context of what you're referring to, the renewing of the mind. So he's a Pharisee. He's a religious leader. He believed in the following the traditions of their fathers mm -hmm. at that time. Right. And but they were also experts in the law. See, that's another part of that conforming and that religious thing. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you want to follow the laws. You want to follow the customs. You want to follow the traditions. But your heart is so far from them. Mm. We don't care that you come to church every Sunday. Right. We don't care we, that you go to Bible study on Wednesdays, especially when you're going out of routine. Yeah. Is your heart there? Are you serving God Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday? Are you a living example of who he is or are you just showing up because your religious sector says to? Can we have a moment of enlightenment right there? <laughs> You're showing up because your religious sect mm -hmm. tells you to. Tells you to. But your heart is so far from him. That's why there's no transformation in your life. Mm. But let me let me stay on task. So <laughs> as far as Nicodemus is concerned, he's they they they're his group of people, the Pharisees, yeah. they were experts in the law. So this man heard a message Jesus was preaching, right? And it woke him up. In the middle of the night, it was the wee hours of the morning. Mm -hmm. And he got up and he made a clandestine effort. To meet with Jesus, correct? I like that yeah, word. yeah, yeah. He made a clandestine effort to meet with Jesus. He did not want to be seen by his religious group, right? Like, mm. why is he going to meet with Jesus? Like, what is he doing? Mm -hmm. So he did not want them to see him. He went to Jesus, Rabbi, teacher, uh -huh. right? He needed to learn. He wanted to know something. So he asked Jesus some questions and he's like, Jesus, we know, we, we gotta know. We know you from God. Yeah. You know, the miracles and the signs and the wonders. And, and he's like, he's asking Jesus questions and he's understanding, you know, that it's something that Jesus has that those Pharisees don't have. Yeah. It's something that Jesus has mm -hmm. that the experts in law and following the law and abiding by the law has not taught them or has not given them Access, right? Yeah. So there's something that he needs and something that he saw with Jesus. Jesus told him, unless you be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. Mm. So Jesus told him that there was a prerequisite to gain access to this. Right. And, you know, something that I also noticed, and this is just a side note, you know, religion has created things as pillars of the faith. Right. And one of those things that I feel that religion has created as a pillar is, you know, being born again. And yes, we must be born again. It is a requirement. Right. To have access to yeah. the kingdom. But they make it as if it's a cornerstone. It was mm -hmm. only mentioned one time. Come on. Right. I'm not saying it's not important, yeah. but we build our religion and our faith on these things, you know, so be born again. And then we want to have prosperity preaching and healing preaching and all of those things as if that's the message of the kingdom. But it's not right. It's not. So, yes, you must. He told him that you must be born again so that you can have access to the kingdom. That was the important part of his response. It is a requirement to enter the kingdom. Nicodemus, in his educated self, yeah. began to ponder on how he could re-enter his mother's womb. The educated person. The educated. How can I, at such an old age, re-enter the womb? The, the educated womb. person that we have put at a pedestal mm -hmm. because we believe that 
he or she is better mm-hmm. because they, they got a degree. They got a degree. Uh huh. Yeah. But but their heart are far, far from huh. him. So Jesus explained, spirit gives birth to spirit. Come on. So when Christ came, we have to understand that he left his spirit. He left his Holy Spirit. Spirit births spirit. So when we're born again, we have a new spirit. And our new spirit is the Holy Spirit, which Jesus Christ, our king, Mm. came and left. And because he is our king, he came and left that spirit who is our governor. And now our governing authority came from our king. So now we know how to function and operate in this kingdom. So our minds are renewed. We're transformed and we choose not to conform any longer to the world. Moment of enlightenment. We choose not to conform to this world. Yes. I want to, we hear this word, right? And we think it's a new term, the word pagan, mm-hmm. right? And many people don't like it because we've taken on those pagan traditions, right? And we kind of sway to the way of what con- we want to conform because it makes us comfortable, mm-hmm. right? In Deuteronomy 12, 29, uh, verse 29 through 32. But before I get there, I want to define what a pagan is. Mm -hmm. According to the dictionary in Webster, Webster says a person holding religious beliefs other than those of the main or recognized understanding. Mm. That's Mm. what a pagan is. So some people don't like to be identified as being a person holding religious beliefs mm-hmm. other than those of the main or recognized understanding. Mm-hmm. That's just what you are. Right. A pagan. Right. So anyone that subscribes to anything other than one king, come on, one kingdom, come on, and one body, you're a pagan. That's what you are. Mm-hmm. So in the realm of the institution of Christianity, you subscribe to paganism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a clear distinction of what you believe. Right. You have ostracized the kingdom of God mm-hmm. because that's not what you want to follow. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Again, there's no accommodation for what you choose to do because in a kingdom, there are standards you have to live by. Right. And I think really that's the, that's the major disconnect Mm -hmm. is that nobody wants to live according to the standards Mm -hmm. of the kingdom Mm -hmm. because it removes them from this system of this world. Right. And you know what, babe, I was thinking about what you're saying and some people, you know, we have to give grace, right? We have grace. Absolutely. So we, so some people still call themselves Christians, but very much do function and operate within the kingdom in its authority. Why? Because it's hard to change the lingo because as you begin to learn and as you begin to grow and fortify yourself within Mm -hmm. the kingdom, the language and all of that doesn't change overnight. I know for us, it's a process, Mm -hmm. right? And you can, I know for me, I can still slip up and say, if someone says, Oh, you're a Christian. And because I'm not going into the whole dialogue, I'll say, I'm a believer or uh, yeah, you know, so that I don't have to go into it. So some people, they are part of the kingdom and they just have to, their language has to catch up with it. You agree? 
No, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. So just like I remember, uh, if we look at the United States, right? If we look at our history, and I'm giving a, a, a historical example. Um, before we became the United States, we became the 13, we were, we were the 13 colony. Initially, right. We were mm-hmm. ruled by Great Britain, Britain. the kingdom of uh, the, the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. right? King George was, was the king. Give us a history lesson. Right. And everyone, <laughs> and everyone had the standards of that kingdom. Right. Spoke that language, mm-hmm. dressed as they dressed, even though they wasn't there. Right. 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 So remotely, the kingdom was the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And you operated according to the kingdom. We were colonized. We were colonized. Mm-hmm. But what happened was we chose to be on the side of rebellion. Mm-hmm. So then we have the American Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. We have the Boston Tea Party. Right. You don't want to subscribe to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So you start getting rid of everything, the Boston Tea Party, that represents the kingdom. Mm-hmm. You start taking down their flags, throwing their tea overboard, mm-hmm. not, uh, not doing the customs and the things that you should do according to the standards. Mm-hmm. And then you said, I'd rather go to war. It reminds me of the scripture where we point out Barnabas. Mm-hmm. You would rather be on the side of rebellion mm-hmm. than to follow the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're up against. Yeah, that's a great analogy. You know what that's I mean? That's a great analogy. It, it, and mm-hmm. that's the scary part. Mm-hmm. So I want to read that scripture in Deuteronomy 12, 29 to 32. He said, the Lord, your God will cut off before you the nations you are about to invade and dispose. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Goes on to say, but when you have driven them out and settled in their land, because remember, we're in, we're in the world, but we're not of Of the world. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I'm here in the state of North Carolina, right? but I am not Roy, Roy Cooper, the governor here does not rule me. Right. Right. Because mm-hmm. I follow the standards of the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And it goes on to read, after you settle there in their land, and after they have been destroyed before you, be careful not to ensnare by, by inquiring about their gods. Mm. Little g. Mm-hmm. Which means, the little g gods means their infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Their framework for which they operate. Mm-hmm. Right? Saying, how do these nations serve? They're gods. Hmm. That's what we're doing when we follow the institution of Christianity. We have new members class. We go through new members classes and we follow the vision of, of that man, man mm-hmm. right? Or that woman. Mm-hmm. And that's what we follow mm-hmm. to a T, mm-hmm. right? And it's funny that you talk about following the vision of a man, because as we were doing our Bible study, our family Bible study, you, Channon, and myself, we wrote out the vision for our family Mm -hmm. and the vision for our family was not created by you, right? God gave you vision, but if you weren't aligned with God, you really wouldn't have that authority Mm -hmm. to give the vision for the family. The vision for our family is on, is based on a premise of what God has established, what the King has established. And for us to operate and function in this world, in this kingdom that has been established by our king so i you know i think that that's important that you talk about you know when we go to these religious buildings and houses and i'm not saying that people shouldn't go to church but i am saying that when you go you have to be careful and ensure that you're under the right house yeah that you're not ensnared Mm -hmm. in the way that they serve their gods right right Right? Mm -hmm. and he says how do these nations serve their gods will he says will you do the same right Will you, will you do the same as they do? Mm-hmm. Right. He says, you must not worship the Lord, your God in their way. Hmm. 
I had to circle that. In their way. In their way. Right. You should not. Basically, God is saying, don't worship me the way they worship. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. <laughs> don't come over here with that. Don't do that. He <laughs> right. said, because in worshiping their gods, they do all kinds of detestable things the Lord hates. Hmm. Pagans. Lord, I love you. Mm-hmm. Don't we say that? Mm-hmm. We lift our hands. Mm-hmm. Lord, we worship you. Mm-hmm. How? How do you love them? How do you worship them? Mm-hmm. Right? He says, they even burn their sons and daughters in the fire as sacrifices to the gods, to the systems, mm. to the worldly things. Right. That's like, we don't send our, our son to the public school because the public school teaches things that we, are dis- we disagree with that does not align with God. Exactly. Right. Right? right. So when you're sending your son and your daughter out to these places, you are sacrificing them to the fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, put it in practical terms, right? Because we're, we're not going out and burning our children, right? But we're burning them when we expose them to the things of the world. We are sacrificing them. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing mm-hmm. to their gods, right? So we wonder why the children have these ideologies or have these understandings, and 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 we don't agree with it. But because we, they go to the school, we just conform. That's all we can do because they have to take the test. You see what I'm saying? Or they're going to fail, and but, they have to show up. However. There is measures in place Mm -hmm. that you can take your child out of school, Mm -hmm. put them into a private school Mm -hmm. or a private home school. Mm -hmm. So you have the provision Mm -hmm. because as God says, he gives the ability to create wealth, right? Mm -hmm. Wealth has nothing to do with money, Mm -hmm. has everything to do with creating the infrastructure and the system that functions under the kingdom of God for you to prosper. To access it. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Right. Mm -hmm. Like that. So that's what we we do when God clearly says. Mm Don't do it. Mm-hmm. That's why I be kind of confused. It's like, are we reading the same Bible? Right. Are we studying the same Bible? Mm-hmm. Do we have access to the same Bible? Mm-hmm. The word of God is clear and cons- I'm going to use the word concise, as you would say. Right. <laughs> concise mm-hmm. to what we are to do, mm-hmm. how we are to respond, mm-hmm. how we are to think, how we are to be. Mm-hmm. So if that is ostracizing, I'm fine with that. Right. I'm going to follow, follow the word of God in this totality. Yeah. I'm going to live and I'm going to die behind it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have to take that same stance. Mm-hmm. We just outlined everything that we are to do if we say we are citizens of the kingdom. Right. If we are believers in God's will. It's not Chris's will. Mm-hmm. it's God's will. Right. right. How do I find out God's will? Study the word of God. Yeah. You get with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. You test the spirit by the spirit. Right. You stay, vil- you stay vigilant. Yes. You know, you have to stay vigilant because there is so much division. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I stand firm, like you said, we stand firm in what we believe and we refuse to pacify the feelings of those who don't believe the truth. What we believe in, what we subscribe to, we know to be the truth. And there is nothing anyone can say. You know what? I, I think it's funny because I was talking to one of our drivers mm-hmm. and he was out. We were out on a route and um, I was training him. and. Um, This particular driver is a Muslim. And, you know, I know a lot about 
Muslims. I don't know everything, but I know a lot. And I have, you know, Muslim friends and, and things of that sort. So there were some things that he was saying and I already knew it. And he was like, oh, you should be a Muslim. I said, oh, no, you should be a part of the kingdom. Yeah. And then he began to tell me how much he knew about Jesus. And I said, this is crazy. He knew a lot about him, but he still didn't have the same belief. So I'm not skewed. I'm not persuaded. I'm right. very, you know, I'm very vigilant. And I understand the schemes of the enemy, how the enemy could have had me wrapped up in thinking, oh, Islam believe Jesus. They believe he told me that they believe Jesus is coming back. Just like he said, you don't understand. You yeah. don't understand. Jesus finishes it all for us. Absolutely. I said, oh, Jesus finished it all for you too. Yeah, he, yeah, said, yeah. he said, he, he said, yeah, Jesus fin finishes it all for us. But if I wasn't vigilant, I could have been skewed to his perspective, yeah. skewed to his perception, skewed to his understanding. I said, uh, 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 I believe Jesus Christ came. Yeah as the king mm -hmm. to establish the kingdom in one body and he shall return again. Yeah. And when he returns, you know, the, the, the kingdom will be consummated yeah. when he returns, because once Jesus Christ returns, you know, it is written, there will be no more sickness. There will be no more disease. There will be no more death. There will be no more sin. So we don't have the same beliefs. Mm -hmm. It sounds cute, mm -hmm. but that's not what we believe. Yeah. So, you know, that's why it's important for us to always be aware. And like you said, we have to study to show ourselves approved. You know, we have to know that it's not our intent to ostracize anyone, but we're definitive in our belief. And yeah. if you feel ostracized because you don't believe the truth, then I'm sorry, because I believe what Jesus taught and what he represented. I challenge everyone to dig into Matthew 6:33. Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and, and we're going to do we're going to do i think we're going to do a bible study yeah, on that bible study coming. yeah because that that's one where it's such a short verse it's such a short scripture but it's packed oh, it's man. packed and it's it's the precedence of mm -hmm. our lives we seek ye First, the kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be added. I don't have a care. I don't have a concern because my seek is of the kingdom. Yeah. I'm seeking righteousness. I'm seeking to be set apart. And then what comes after that? Matthew 7, 16 says they shall know them by their fruit. Come on. I don't have to talk. I ain't got to say a word. Know me by my fruit. So don't, don't, don't come at me mm -hmm. as if I'm trying to do something to offend Mm -hmm. In a negative way, right. the word defends because you know do you rightly divide the word right? It's going to it's going to offend that's that some second people, part to right? studying to show yourself approved. Yeah. You got to rightly divide divide it. What is true? Yes, you know what I mean? and when and when we get down to truth and lie, you might be offended by it. Yeah, but our heart behind our message is pure. Yeah. our intent is to be a catalyst mm -hmm. to propel and perpetuate the kingdom and nothing else, mm. nothing else. Can I, can I, can I offer another scripture? You, you can, you can. I mean, listen, it's a lot of scripture. You just, this is just my second time here. Hey, hey. <laughs> Acts 17 verse 24. See, before I say, say the, the scripture, I want to point out that, this is what I got an understanding of in 2019. And this is what I want everyone to observe. There are only 87 scriptures that's going to be preached in the churches in America. <laughs> 87. 
Mm-hmm. And all of them have emotional value tied to them. Someone's hating on you. Someone's taking something from you. Mm-hmm. Someone did something to you. Mm-hmm. That's the premise. Go get your blessing. Go get your blessing. Mm-hmm. Go get your car. Go get your house. Mm-hmm. Um, you're anointed. Mm-hmm. You are, you, all those things that they're talking about, you were boring with that. Mm-hmm. You were in the womb cultivated with that. So I don't have to conjure anything up. Right. To attain those things. Mm-hmm. Right. Our primary goal and the only mission we have on Earth is to invade the systems of Earth, mm-hmm. create a nation, mm-hmm. and rule. Mm-hmm. That's it. Worship is a byproduct of me following the standards of the kingdom of God. Blessing is a byproduct of following the kingdom of God. Right. Healing is a byproduct of following the king, kingdom of God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Deliverance is a byproduct of the kingdom of God. Right. That's why all these things will be added will be unto added. you. Right. right? It's it, because we have access, right? Yeah. Once you're a citizen, you have access. Whatever my king has, I have. That's so, why, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, ahead. no, no. Go yeah. ahead. No, I'm just saying whatever that's why you don't have to conjure. Yeah, the king has, I have. Right. So whatever the king has, the kingdom has. Right. You have your passport? Right. <laughs> you <laughs> I come got, on I got behalf. Mine. You come on behalf of the United States government. You go to another country, you mm-hmm. have a government backing you. Right. So they say you can come into my country. And that's just see, that's part of the thing because we're so many of us have been so tied into religion mm-hmm. that we don't understand kingdom rulership. Yeah. And, you know, you're breaking it down, you're giving little practical gems throughout this. And you, you know, you gave the historical context of, you know, how the United States was initially part of the 13 colonies. Mm-hmm. You know, you talked about a little bit about the colonization. That's kingdom yeah. rule. Right. And then mm-hmm. you just explained how if we have a passport, our passport will back us when we go into another country and our embassy is there. And guess what? Our embassy probably looks better than the buildings in their country because yeah. we have a a backing, right? We have a, we have a, a mm-hmm. rich, a wealthy, you know, it, standard. It's a, right. The, the United States has a standard and that is exactly how the kingdom of God functions. Mm-hmm. Imagine that if you think that the United States is backing you when you go to another country, because you have that passport mm-hmm. and you're a citizen of the United States. Imagine what backs you mm. when you have a passport for the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Right. I have the best of all. Yeah. I have access to everything. Yeah. My king and my ruler is Jesus Christ. Ain't no sickness, no disease, no nothing right. can separate you from that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I get so excited. I'll get charged up. Yeah. My back sweating. Yeah. We talk too much. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, there's a disconnect of understanding what kingdoms are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the I think that's the challenge. Mm-hmm. So in our Bible study, mm-hmm. when we when we kick it off, we're starting with the foundation of the kingdom. Now don't put me out there yet. I'm not sure you asked me. We, first. Look, we're gonna make it work. We can tag team. We're gonna make it work, right? <laughs> but I want to get back to that scripture in Acts 17. What, what's the verse again? Give the verse. Acts 17. Acts 17, we're gonna start at verse 24. Okay. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven. Mm. Mm-hmm. And earth mm-hmm. and does not live in the temples built by human hands. I can't go to the church to get them. Hold up. Moment of enlightenment. 
the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in the temples built by human hands. Mm-hmm. Should I keep reading? Because <laughs> this, this, this is loaded. Acts 17 loaded. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And he is not served by human hands mm. as if he needed anything. Come on. Can we stop? Come on. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I can't wait till we talk about the tithe, but we'll get to that. Go ahead. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man, he made all the nations. Who is that man? Jesus. Mm -hmm. What is the nation? The nation of the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Right? In that they should inhabit the whole earth. Mm -hmm. This is the first time God is mentioning earth. Mm Mm-hmm. To say what you are and to inhabit. Mm-hmm. My nation should inhabit the whole earth. Right, right. Saudi Arabia shouldn't be different from what America is. Mm-hmm. America shouldn't be different from what Brazil is, mm-hmm. right? Because all those nations should fall subjection to the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. But because the kingdom citizens are not involved, right, mm-hmm. from a kingdom perspective in the systems, right. we don't have nations. Right. Right. You know, see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why we can hashtag pray for so-and-so. No, what so-and-so need? We provide it. Right. Yeah. Pray for the schools, the school district. No, what they need, we provide it. Right. Right. The nation provides it. Mm-hmm. But because the citizens are not in place right. correctly, mm-hmm. instead of following the man, follow Jesus. Right. But you're busy following the vision of the church. Mm-hmm. So you can't help your zip code. Mm-hmm. You can't form the nation in your zip code. Mm-hmm. All you can do is plan services mm-hmm. for Sunday and Wednesday. But he's not in the building. Come on. <laughs> Act 17 said, I ain't said. Right, 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 right. Right? And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. Mm-hmm. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him. Though. He is not far away from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. Our very existence Mm -hmm. returns back to him. Mm -hmm. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine is being like gold or silver or stone an image made by human design and skill. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent, to change, mm-hmm. right? For he has set a day when he will judge the world, which are the systems, mm-hmm. with his justice by the man he has appointed. Is who? The king. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. When they heard about the resurrection of the dead, some of them sneered, right? But others said, we want to hear you again on this subject. There is a yearning for people that want to know the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There was people who desperately want something different. Right. Because we haven't gotten it all these years Religion from the it. institution of Christianity. Right, right. 
Mm-hmm. So people wonder why that they want to know why their life is not transforming is because you are looking for something that you're not getting from what you believe in. Right. You're going to something or you're involved in something that's not you're thirsting after righteousness, but you're not getting the water. Mm-hmm. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's why it's written here that we want to hear you again on this subject. Mm-hmm. That is a sincere petition. That people are looking for something and they're not getting it. So we're going around that, that wilderness for those years, looking, searching, and not receiving. So that's why, you know, our messaging is a little offensive in a way. Mm-hmm. Because we're taking the stance of saying, I'm following these standards. And I know and I already have a preconceived understanding of the results it will produce. So I'm content. Mm-hmm. With being not in the world. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Though I reside here in this zip code in the United States of America, I'm not of it. Right. And people can't understand that. Because when I wake up in the morning, I have a firm belief when I touch something, it multiplies. When I touch it, it is mine. When, mm-hmm. I, when I see it, when I speak to it, I obtain it. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I set out a strategy, not a plan, because we plan many services, I have a strategy behind what I'm going after. And that is from the premise and the concept of the kingdom of God. Right. And babe, we literally see it walked out daily. So this is why I be wanting to tell people. Yeah. you can, But ugh. see, here's here's the thing. Mm-hmm. And I had to get used to this. And this is what I don't like. People like to be attached to mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. People like to do what we're doing. Right. But if we give them and tell them the premise from which and the concept for which we are functioning, then that's when the disconnects happen. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I know young fellas hit me up. Oh, man, I want, I want to get this money. I want to do these businesses. This is now. OK, cool. No problem. I'm going to give you the blueprint on how to do it. Well, how how did you get to that? Yeah. You know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I we believe- can give you the tangible. All right. We can give you the strategy. Yeah. But if you don't have the foundation that we have, you're not going to get the same result. You're not going to get the same result. Mm-hmm. And then the disconnects happen. Yeah. When I say. Oh, this is, this is my strategy. Right. You just see the manifestation of my strategy, mm-hmm. but you can't get the manifestation of the strategy until you understand the strategy. Right. We plan all day long. Mm-hmm. People, people will say on the weekend, they plan to do something. Mm-hmm. A plan can be changed. Mm-hmm. It can be altered. Mm-hmm. It can be stopped according to factors and environments and stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. But a strategy is written on tablets. Mm-hmm. The law is the law. Jesus came to fulfill it. Mm-hmm. And when you fulfill it, it is our job to multiply. Mm-hmm. That's why we can't get to, we want to hear you again on this subject. Right. You know, God. We don't come to ostracize. No. But we come to challenge you to abandon any of your lifestyles, customs, mm. and mm. traditions. We, we challenge you to abandon the notion of conforming to the world. Mm-hmm. And letting go of everything that does not align with the kingdom of God. Point blank. Period. That's it. So I want you all to, when you hear this, share it. Get the conversation started. Pass it along. Um, Also, I want you to be eagerly waiting for momentum Bible study. 
Yeah, that's exciting. And that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's momentum. And it's going to carry you through generations of life, your generations of family, and for generations to come. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to tell you the vision of Chris. My wife is not here, here to tell you the vision of Rhea. We are here to give you the word of God and the vision of God's will so you can multiply that in your life. Mm-hmm. That is the simple premise. That's what it is. Now, the bonus to the Bible study, mm-hmm. which I've been I've been yearning for since 2015, is that you get to ask questions. Yes. Yes. I, th- this is what I want to say to anybody it's listening to this. If you go to a service or listen to a man or a woman and when they are given a message and you cannot ask questions, you are in a dangerous position. You are in a dangerous position. And I'm going to give you examples of that. Go through any story about Jesus when he's speaking to people. He's answering questions. Peter is in the marketplace declaring the kingdom of God. He's answering questions. Stephen is answering questions. Paul is answering questions. So come with your questions. So come with your questions. Write them down. What, what are we going to do? We're going to give them the topic in advance. Yeah. So how the Bible study is structured, Momentum Bible study is structured in this way. You will receive, uh, when you sign up for our community uh, via Patreon, you'll receive the information of what's going to be talked about. Mm-hmm. So you'll give, you know, we had the scripture context and we have also the, um, the topic of what's going to be presented. Now, you have a full five days <laughs> to develop your questions, to develop, uh, you know, whatever it is that you would like to ask. And it is our job, right, to give you the spiritual and the biblical context behind the topic and to answer your question. Mm-hmm. Now, let's understand something, people. We are human beings and we function. We have to do things and go to work and such that, such things of that nature. We so don't, we, we we're don't not go gonna, to work, though. Yeah, we're with, that's another conversation for another okay. day. <laughs> <laughs> but... But we we're not time you in there four hours. No, we're not. Yeah. You, you get an hour and ten minutes at max, and we will handle it accordingly. And you know, we have ongoing sessions that we do provide that we can give you more insight on. And all that stuff will be outlined within our community. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. And why? Because this is not about the Thomases. This is strictly about the citizens of the kingdom of God. Right. I'm excited. I I'm excited. Too. Charged up. Yes. So I told my wife, I'm ready for all the smoke. And I'm not trying to confront people in a negative way. The Bible tells us that, you know, we should come to our brother if we have an alt against him, or we just have a lack of understanding with one another and come to a point of understanding. And that's what I want to do with the kingdom of God message. Just come to an understanding. I've always asked pastors who were my pastors at the time and uh, friends who said, you know, they're leaders. We owe the people an explanation. Mm-hmm. We owe the people an explanation. If you say you are a leader, then that means you're willing to sacrifice for the people you are leading. Mm-hmm. You're willing to lay out and die for the people that you are leading. Right. But um, I have a whole dissertation on that that we can talk about. But we won't get it. We do that, that another day. <laughs> so. Just want to close out with y'all. The premise of Tempo EMP is to live empowered. And we hope that this does that for you. Good night and God bless. Good night. Today's podcast is sponsored by Catalyst Capital. 
It is an education and investment platform that elevates the activities of money into higher levels of execution. To sign up, please visit patreon.com backslash payset. That is patreon.com backslash payset. I want to thank you for stopping by today and listening to this episode. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Uh, Make sure you continually to uh, stream it and also share with everyone that you know. And I want you to remember this, create momentum, then dictate tempo.